بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لسان يفقه قولي درش فالله Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home When the high priest of Jerusalem recognized Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an That he is the companion of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an and not Umar himself radiallahu ta'ala it is at that point Hazrat Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah radiallahu ta'ala an decided he should write a letter to Amir al-Mu'mineen in Madinatul Munawwara and to invite him to Jerusalem Muslim historians have mentioned at this incident something very important one must remember that the Muslims were in a strong position it was not that the Christians had put a condition forward we will not surrender until Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab comes here imminently the city was to fall Muslims had taken control of many cities in Syria and they fought battles with the Roman Empire the most powerful army at that time and Allah gave them victory so Jerusalem was no exception the reason why Hazrat Abu Ubaidah his wish and he wanted to invite Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab is that there were strict rules and regulations that need to be applied in jihad the maqsad of jihad the purpose of jihad is not the spilling of blood the purpose is not there to victimize foreign territories foreigners the maqsad is not there to uh, kill people the maqsad of jihad is to spread peace and that is the meaning of Islam Islam comes out from the root word root word salima salima means salamati peace may Allah give you security may Allah give you peace so if it meant that by Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an if his presence would mean that bloodshed would be minimized there was a ceasefire in force and so his presence would mean that the city would surrender 
then that was a better option for the Muslims to invite him here rather than fight him. So they did not want to fight because they did not want civilians to die. That was the only purpose. This was the, the adab, the etiquettes, the rules uh, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam had explained and taught the mujahideen, the companions. When Hazrat Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala an wrote the letter, he again consulted Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an and other senior governors. And then finally they all agreed that a letter must be written to him. That letter was given to Hazrat Maysara radiallahu ta'ala an one of the great companions he was given the responsibility that to go to Madinatul Munawwara without wasting time to get there as quickly as possible and give this letter to Umar ibn al-Khattab and say to him that the Muslims are waiting for you in Jerusalem Hazrat Maythara he says that this was again a big responsibility on my shoulder he was completely alone to travel from Syria, Sham to Madinatul Munawwara he said I never rested or I never slept in the night the only time I stopped was when it was time for Salah continuously traveling without taking a break when he got to Madinatul Munawwara it was late in the night the Muslims had performed the Isha Salah and retired in their homes he says that no one was in the masjid I entered masjid in Abwi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the first thing I did was I performed my Isha Salah after that I came in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, greeted him, and then I greeted Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. He was so tired, Hazrat Maysara says, that for many nights, sleepless nights, he didn't sleep, he only stopped during salah times. He went to one side of Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he rested there. He says that I fell asleep. It was only when the Mu'azzin gave Azan for Fajr that I woke up. Some of the companions came to Masjid Nabwi and they saw me there, they greeted me and they said to me, Maysara, how come you are here from Sham? And I said to them that I am here to deliver a letter to Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an. He said that it was not right for me to meet Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an before Fajr Salah Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an was very strict when it came to following the sunnah of Hudur alayhi salatu wassalam he would only come out from his hujra when it was time for Salah usually the two rakats were performed in the chamber, in the house in the room and then when all the companions were gathered, that is the time that Umar radiallahu ta'ala an would come out and the iqamah would take place and the safs, the, the rows were made straight. Hazrat Maythara radiallahu ta'ala an waited for Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab. He came out from his room, he performed salah. 
He led salah after Fajr salah. He stood up. It was again the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that after Fajr salah, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam would turn towards the companions. And they would see him, he would see them many a times. He would question them that if any of them had seen a dream. So that Umar radiallahu ta'ala would also turn around and from one side to another side he would look at all the companions. This is who Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala was. Checking to make sure that everyone here is also present for Fajr Salah. Hazrat Maysara radiallahu ta'ala stood up and he came and he greeted Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala embraced Hazrat Maysara. The letter was given to Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an read the letter in Masjid Nabwi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Immediately that the companions, the, the senior companions that were in the masjid were told by Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an that they have to get close to him and he wants to consult them. That was the system of shura. So you had grand companions, you had people like Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an. On one side you had Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an. All of them were close to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an explained the situation. He explained to uh, the companions what the high priest wanted. He wanted the presence of Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. And that is the only time surrender will take place in Jerusalem with the Christians. He asked Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, what is your opinion? Should I leave Madinatul Munawwara and go to Jerusalem? Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an said to him, Amirul Mu'mineen, the Muslims are in a stronger position. Who are the Christians to dictate upon us that you have to leave Darul Khilafah? And come to Sham, come to Jerusalem. This is their defeat. They are weak. And with time, the Muslims will have the full control of Jerusalem. So if you ask my opinion, my opinion is that you stay in Medina to Munawwara. We can't trust the Christians. They might have a plan. Why are they specifically asking for you to come out of Madinatul Munawwara and to come to Jerusalem. So this is my opinion. Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an gave his opinion. And Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an now turned to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an. You get all these people who say that, oh, Hazrat Ali was very far from Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. There was no relationship. Subhanallah. Uh, what greater relationship is than asking Hazrat Umar, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, asking him of his mashwara. Hazrat Ali said to Hazrat Umar, my opinion is different from Hazrat Usman. For the high priest to ask you to come to Jerusalem, that in itself is victory for the Muslims. That they have accepted defeat. I think you should go to Jerusalem to Sham. Also the fact that it was winter time and the Mujahids, the Arabs were not accustomed to cold weather. 
So it would be better if you went there that would also strengthen the Mujahideen, the Muslims that are there in Syria. So my mashwira to you is to go. Maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open up by your hands. Will Allah will give you fatah. Allah will give you fatah, will open up Jerusalem by your hands. That will be an honor for you. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an listen very carefully at the mashwara given by Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an. And he looked at Hazrat Usman and he looked at Hazrat Ali. And he said, both of you give me mashwara with ikhlas, with sincerity. Hazrat Uthman has examined uh, the, the, the strategy of kuffar, that they are not trustable people. And Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an has taken consideration of the mujahideen, that it would be better for them if you go there. And Allah will open up the city by your hands. So that Umar radiallahu ta'ala and said to the shura, the companions that were there, I will follow the opinion of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. I will go to Jerusalem. Subhanallah. And he gave the full charge, responsibility of Madinatul Munawwara, not to Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala, but to Hazrat Ali, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. Even though the, the third Khalifa is Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala, but for the right reasons at that time, he made his deputy Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. And what a historical moment it is in the books of history, my respected brothers. The most powerful man at that time, the most feared man, Umar radiallahu ta'ala. You see, we talk about Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and how the Persians and the Romans feared him. Picture Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and multiply that many folds. That was the status of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, much more than Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. In fact, it was breaking news in the region at that time. And the Persians and the Romans would say that the king of the Muslims, the king of the Muslims is leaving Madinatul Munawwara and is going to Sham. That is how they feared him. A simple man, subhanallah. But that personality, that awe, the face, the physique of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, anyone who saw him, would look down in front of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. One man, what a journey. The most simple journey. No example of that can be given that one can compare with Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala when he set off from Madinatul Munawwara to Jerusalem. What does he take with him? One bag of dates, one bag of uh, ground wheat and one bowl and one camel to share between two people the greatest man on the face of the earth at that time Umar radiallahu ta'ala people feared him and he is saying that I will take with me my slave and we will share the one camel simple clothes one woolen tunic jabba that he had, 
in simple clothes and one camel. Subhanallah lazim. He did not even take with him an ordinary tent so that when they stop in the night somewhere, if they have a tent, one can rest properly in the tent. He did not even have a tent. What a journey it was. The people of Madinatul Munawwara came out of Madinatul Munawwara. They say that people were crying to see Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and vacate Medina. It was as if though this light was moving away from them. This light was turning away from them. The respect and honor. The companions would say we only found out the weight of Umar radiallahu ta'ala an when he left Madinatul Munawwara. That everything was empty for us. When he was there, it was as if everything was there. One of the most powerful companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Imagine my respected brothers, meditate and ponder upon the words of Huzur alayhi salam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said, Shaitan does not cross the path of Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Never mind the Romans, never mind the Persians, never mind the Kuffar. Shaitan does not cross from the path of Umar radiallahu ta'ala. He is scared of Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Subhanallah, no bodyguards, no security guards, no weapons, no, no one there playing the duff. All alone, just himself, with his one khadim, one slave. The companions came with him walking all the way out to the outskirts of Madinatul Munawwara. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala starts his journey. It was the 16th year of Hijri. The month was Rajab. It is said that it was the sunnah of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala if he performed Isha Salah in the night at one place where he stopped, he would not continue his journey until he would have performed his Fajr Salah there also. Why? Because of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the Prophet has mentioned that if you perform Salah in any part of the earth, that portion will testify on the day of Qiyamah of that person performing Salah there. That is why we we will notice that some of the scholars have this opinion that if you pray your one salah at uh, in, in one in one spot of the masjid, don't make it a habit. Perform salah in in the different uh, areas of the masjid, so that different portions will testify and will give shahadat on the day of qiyamah that this person has performed salah. The ulama have mentioned, and inshallah ta'ala, I wish to take. Uh, you with every event that had taken place even whilst on his journey to Jerusalem some events incidents that had taken place and people found out that Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an has left Madinatul Munawwara a lot of the people wanted to meet Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an and they, they would stand on that route to, to Syria to greet Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and to meet him. Inshallah, before we continue with this, 
uh, one must also remember the honor Allah gave Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq was with Huzur alayhi salatu was salam. He migrated from Makkah to Madinatul Munawwara and he accompanied Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So the second most important city after Makkatul Mukarramah is Madinatul Munawwara. And Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq accompanied Huzur alayhi salam to Medina. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this privilege to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, that the first Qibla, to open the first Qibla, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an migrated from Madinatul Munawwara to Jerusalem, to open up Jerusalem and to give it to the Muslims and to secure that book'ah, that spot where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was taken for his mi'raj, the ascension. This honor was given to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. When he camped on one side, one area, before coming to uh, Sham, Syria, many incidents are mentioned in the books of history. It is said that the people would come and they would greet him. One case was brought to him of a man who had two wives. And two wives is not a problem, three wives is not a problem, four wives is not a problem. But the problem is this man had two sisters as two wives. And so the people the local Muslim community said to him that you have embraced Islam. You have two women in your nikah and both of them are sisters. Now one must remember that before uh, the ahkam of sharia, the rules and regulations of sharia, it was a custom uh, in uh, with the Arabs that it was only something very normal for them to take in nikah two sisters if they wanted it was only when Islam came Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this ayat so if you have two sisters in nikah then you have to divorce one someone was telling me here without mentioning any names uh, unfortunately an incident that had taken place people go uh, to the limits when they want their family members to come to this country from abroad India, Pakistan, anywhere and so this individual had invited uh, sponsored another lady who was uh, the sister of the, the wife and I don't know what, how he put the case forward whatever, wallahu alam he showed the people, the immigration authority, that he is also married to the girl there. So now when that girl comes, this man has got in his nikah, two women, both of them sisters. Both of them sisters. For the sake of, uh, to, to take residence in this country. Violating the laws of sharia. And someone was saying to me that, uh, he still has the two women in his nikah. Subhanallah. And here we have a clear verse of the Quran. وَأَن تَجْمَعُوا بَيْنَ الْأُخْتَيْنِ إِلَّا مَا كَتْ سَلَفْ 
you can't have two sisters in your nikah so this man came Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an summoned him and said come to me and said to him atashhad alla ilaha illallah you bear witness that there is no god but Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his messenger and he said na'am he says you're a muslim he said yes don't you know that in Sharia it is unlawful for a man to take two sisters in one nikah? And he said, no, I did not know that. He says, I am telling you, Hazrat Umar is saying, I am telling you now, divorce one and take the other one in your nikah. And then he said to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala that Islam has not benefited me. Islam has done nothing good for me. To say that in front of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. It is said that Hazrat Umar would carry an asa and a whip. An asa and a whip. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala took hold of his whip and whipped him twice on the head. And said, you speak in front of me and you say that Islam has done nothing good for you? Don't you know that Islam is the only religion for all the creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All the trees are Muslims. All the animals are Muslim. All the fishes in the ocean are Muslims. Sabbaha lillahi ma fis samawati wa ma fil ard. Everything in the creation of Allah. Does the tasbih of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Does the zikr of Allah. The mountains do the zikr of Allah. In the story of Dawood alayhi salatu was salam. The mountains would do the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The animals do the zikr of Allah. So he said, Allah has given you hidayat. Make shukr of it. He says that when Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala whipped me, this man's islah was done. He was completely reformed. Not a born again Christian, but a born again Muslim. Completely reformed. Subhanallah. And he did tawbah istighfar and he repented on the hands of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. And he divorced one, one wife and he kept the other. That the other one was in the nikah. This is a famous incident that had taken place whilst traveling from Madinatul Munawwara to Sham. When Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an got close to the borders of Sham, Syria, he saw a group of men, horsemen, waiting there and when they saw Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala they greeted him these were people from Yemen the Yemeni Mujahids they were sent by Hazrat Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala to check upon the arrival of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala Hazrat Umar did not give any information to Hazrat Abu Ubaidah whether he was coming or not this was his simplicity uh, he, he, he came alone only one khadim on one camel. He said to the Yemeni people that go and tell Hazrat Abu Ubaidah that Hazrat Umar is very very close to him and I shall soon meet him. Information was given to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and that the meeting points for Hazrat Umar with the rest of the Muslim generals and governors will be at Jabia. Jabia. So as he crossed the border of Syria he was taken to Jabia. There at Jabia, already you had Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, Hazrat Yazid radiallahu ta'ala an, and Hazrat Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah radiallahu ta'ala an. 
the three great Muslim generals waiting for the arrival of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala the companions say that from a distance when we saw Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala the companions were crying, weeping Hazrat Abu Ubaidah started to cry at the simplicity of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala the same man the same tunic jabba subhanallah when he came close to Jabia, it is said that Hazrat Umar was holding the reins of the camel and, and the slave was sitting on the camel. Allahu Akbar. If we have leaders like that, my respected brothers. Hazrat Umar is holding the reins of the camel and the slave is sitting on the camel. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala is walking. They would take ships. Uh, First it was the slave that would sit on the camel, then it was Umar radiallahu ta'ala. And when they got to Jabia, it was the turn of the slave to sit on the camel. And Abu Ubaidah started to cry. They were so happy to see Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. They kissed Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala on the forehead. And Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala greeted them by doing the islah by doing the islah it is said that all three of them were wearing long robes long robes so that Umar radiallahu ta'ala looked at them and said that it seems that after conquering Syria the Persians habits have crept inside you that you dress up in long robes uh, and that I see you have all these uh, expensive clothes on you straight away and Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala was in his simple clothes it was only Hazrat Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala the senior companions not even Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala would have the courage to speak in front of Hazrat Umar Farooq Hazrat Umar Farooq is that man who took a whip and he came to the Amir Muawiyah once and he took a stick and he says, I will hit you with this stick. This was Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. So he took Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala on one side and he said, Amirul Mu'mineen. He had no love of dunya, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. He says, Amirul Mu'mineen, the reason why we dress up like this is that in Syria, this is how the Christians and the Romans judge people. They have the physical eye only. And they can only see with the physical eye. We have not changed. We are the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We have taqwa. And the clothes that you see, this is nothing. We wear it. Why? We want to show the kuffar and the leaders that the Muslims also have a lot of wealth. Muslims also have weapons. Muslims also have power. And then Hazrat Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala opened up one part of the, the abaya and there he saw the sword of Hazrat Abu Ubaidah. And he said, Amirul Mu'mineen, you see, we are still the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We have our swords here. And Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala started to smile. Subhanallah, he was very, very unique. 
the difference between Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and Hazrat Umar Farooq was that Hazrat Umar Farooq would, would do a lot of checking on his governors. A lot of checking. In fact, he would dress up in a way that it would be difficult for people to recognize him. And he would go out in the night to see what people have to say about Amirul Mu'mineen, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. And later on, after the conquest of Syria, when Hazrat Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala had taken up residence in Syria, once he said to Abu Ubaidah that I want to come and visit you in your residence. So Hazrat Abu Ubaidah knew exactly why he was saying that. He wanted to see the condition of Hazrat Abu Ubaidah. Maybe he was the Amir. Maybe he had a beautiful house, a palace. Maybe he had everything in the house. So Hazrat Abu Ubaidah said to him, Amir al-Mu'mineen, what will you do visiting my residence? You will only rub your eyes. You will only rub your eyes. Hazrat Umar Farooq said that, no, I have to come and see you in your residence, where you live. And a time was set. At that time, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an came at the house of Hazrat Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala an in Syria, in Sham. When the door was opened, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an says himself that there was nothing in the house. It was only one room. This is Hazrat Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala an. Subhanallah. The great commander of the Muslims in the Khilafat of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Only one simple blanket, one plate, and there was one container on the side. When Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an saw the condition of Hazrat Abu Ubaidah, Hazrat Umar started to cry. And he said, Oh Abu Ubaidah, the love of this dunya has stained the hearts of many people, but the love of dunya has not entered the heart of Abu Ubaidah. Subhanallah. The simplicity that was there. Nothing at all in the house. So Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an said that, where do you store your food? And he took Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, he opened up one container, small container. In, inside that container was one dry piece of roti. One dry piece of roti. And he said, this is my food. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and started to weep. These were the commanders, Muslim commanders, my respected brothers. That is why Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala and once asked Huzur alayhi salam that who do you love the most? And he said, Abu Bakr Siddiq. And then she said, after Abu Bakr, he said, Umar radiallahu ta'ala. And then she said, Ya Rasulullah, after Umar, who do you love the most? He says, after Umar, I love Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. Who is Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah? In the battle of Badr, the father was in the line of the kuffar. And he was a sahabi with the Muslims. It is said that the father was looking for his son to fight the son. The father wanted to fight Abu Ubaidah in the battlefield. It is said that Abu Ubaidah saw the father. And he looked at the father and he said to the father, Father, why don't you embrace Islam? And you will be saved in this world and in the hereafter. He did not listen to Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala. And the father took out his sword. What a scene it must be my respected brothers. 
Ahl haq and batil, falsehood and truth, Islam and kufr, both the swords are out, father and son. The father is fighting with the son, finally Islam prevails. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah killed his own father in the battle of Badr. Subhanallah, how the iman was tested. He killed his own father in the battle of Badr. That is Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah radiyallahu ta'ala an. So they met Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala an in Jabia. It is said that at Jabia, Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala an stayed there, rested there. He performed Fajr Salah. And after Fajr Salah, he gave a short khutbah, a sermon. He started off by saying, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ Remember, if you do shukr to Allah, if you appreciate, if you are grateful to Allah, Allah will give you more. in kafartum, and if you are ungrateful, Allah will punish you. And he reminded the believers that taqwa is very important. Be conscious that Allah is watching you at all times. And he said that when Allah guides a person, there is no one who can take that guidance away. And when Allah leads a person astray because of his sins, and there is no one that can guide him. And there he was sitting. It is said that Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala an after the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam left Medina and he was also living in Syria. And he was a mujahid also in Syria. He wanted to fight, continue in jihad. He said uh, after the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said the best, best action for Bilal is jihad. When he found out that Hazrat Umar was at Jabia, he came to meet Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. There he met Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an and it was close for Zuhar Salah. He said to Hazrat Bilal that Bilal we miss you in Madinatul Munawwara. Now that I am here in Jabia, let me hear your azan. Subhanallah. It is said that in Jabia for Zuhur Salah, you had Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, Abu Ubaidah, you had Hazrat Yazid, Hazrat Bilal, and you had some other companions that were there slowly coming to meet Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, and the azan was given of Hazrat Bilal. What beautiful voice Allah had given him, and to say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And he said, everyone there was crying. They became emotional. They could remember the times when Huzur alayhi salatu was salam was in Masjid Nabwi. And Hazrat Bilal would give azan. After the azan, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and stood up and Zuhr Salah was read and completed. And after Zuhr Salah, now the second part of the journey from Jabia to Jerusalem where he meets the high priest, inshaAllah ta'ala, we will continue with this. In the next session, if Allah wills, وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين. درش يبلغ. اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وسلم تسليما. اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم. نستغفرك ونتوب إليك. نستغفرك ونتوب إليك. سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله لزيم. اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين سمعنا وطانا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين